Oh my god. That's better. I think. Maybe we need stemmed glasses for this occasionally. Just, <laughs> Just smacking our glasses against them. I don't, I don't know. Eh. What a day. What a day. Oh my god. So, tell me about our day. Um, well, we did some wine things. We did. More than we'd originally planned. Kind of. I mean, yeah. Not really. Eh. We went to... Uh, Teutonic. And? Shehalem. Nice. <laughs> so we went to two. Yeah. Which is an appropriate amount of wine. It's not, like, too much. It wasn't overload. Right. And it's a weekend. It's a holiday weekend. Uh-huh. Happy Memorial Day. It's the day that in the United States of A, we celebrate our fallen soldiers. Uh, we're telling that to you, our Norwegian follower. Uh-huh. Because uh, you wouldn't have known Will Ferrell. Right. I mean, otherwise. Well, you might have known. You're pretty cool. Will Ferrell knows. Yeah, but... Does Norwegian version of Will Ferrell. Oh, no. Definitely not. Yeah. No. Norwegian Will Ferrell doesn't know. And we celebrate this holiday. Most Americans celebrate this holiday by... Uh, Getting trashed. While driving boats. Mm-hmm. And grilling. All at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's impressive. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. So what are we... What's in our glass? What's in our cups? It's in our stimulus cups that clink delightfully. <laughs> we have a 2013 Ian's Reserve Chardonnay from Shehalem mm. that we picked up today. How is it? I don't know. I haven't tried it yet. I tried it, and it's kind of shockingly, it has acidity still. It, it, can, it can still, it can still go. <laughs> That is um, better than most Chardonnays. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked. And it's in a tiny bottle. Yeah, half bottles. Half bottles, which is how many milliliters? 375. 375 milliliters. Our European counterparts, i.e. Will Ferrell in Norway, would know that exactly. Mm -hmm. They're like, I probably have a spoon that's 375 milliliters. Yeah. Um, that's just how they think that, like, they take a sip, they they take a drink, and they know how many milliliters it was. Like, ah, the, their mouth fills about fifty three milliliters. Yep, they got a big mouth. Yep. Oh my gosh. So at Teutonic, what were they doing? Uh, they had an open house. Wow. What were they serving? Wine. You're so enlightening. I have. I have paper that shows evidence of the wines and some of our kind of markings on, which are typically just check marks yep. saying, the ones Yum. that we were going to buy. Yeah. And then did buy. And did indeed buy a Roni. Mm-hmm. What did they start us off with? Uh, 2021 Pinot Gris. And Sparkling slightly. How was that one? Delicious. Yeah. We bought one. We did buy that one. <laughs> it was... Honestly, very, the bubbles were like spicy and mm -hmm. they cleansed the palate and it was just a fun wine. Yeah. Super acidic, bright, and because they use 
this is pretty consistent across all of their wines. They use wild yeast strains that they capture at each vineyard site. And it was definitely interesting. It was like uh, all sorts of chalky and yada yada. Very specific. Thank you. Very wild, interesting. I know my stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Uh, then we had a 2021 rosé. And that one was fine. It was good, but we can get cheaper and better rosé. Yeah, it was good. Uh, you, it was good. Yeah. yeah. We have our, we have like set many, many rosés. Yep. When it's rosé day, we'll show you our rosé day. When is rosé day? When is rosé day? Let's find Let's, out. Continue. Yeah. Keep it going. So, after those two wines, they threw us into the deep end. Teutonic specializes in Rieslings, or at least that's what they are most proud of, and for good reason. So they gave us a candied mushroom Riesling, which uh, they call it that because they have uh, Botrytis, the noble rot, on the outside of the grapes, and it's kind of like a mold or a fungus that grows on the casing of the Gewürztraminer or Riesling grapes because they do a harvest that's a little bit later than normal and that takes some of the moisture away from the grape itself. It kind of robs the grape of the water content and concentrates the flavor, the you know, juice of the grape. And because of it, it is sweeter and has a lot more flavor than you maybe normally expect from a Riesling. Yeah. That one was very, very good, and we were going to buy a bottle, but we wanted to limit ourselves to six bottles today at Teutonic, so it did unfortunately lose out to another thing that we were kind of surprised by later on in the tasting. Yes, and Rosé Day is the second Saturday in June. Oh my goodness. Not next weekend, but the weekend after. Here we come, Rosé Day. (laughs) We'll see you in a very soon episode. (laughs) We might have to pre-record that one. Uh, Yeah, definitely have to go. Yep. (laughs) Oh, that's terrifying. Um, Speaking of Rosé, what did they do with the next Riesling? Uh, They, I don't know. They turned it into a Rosé. Oh, okay. It's called Raspberry Mushroom Riesling. Mm-hmm. And it's a... Riesling is not a red grape. It is a green grape. Yeah. But really, it's called a white grape because the Europeans were colorblind when they determined what grapes are what. It sounds right. And they couldn't see the color green. Yeah. And so they called all green grapes white grapes. And forever known, uh, you don't have green wine, unfortunately, even though your wine is technically green. Um, if you're colorblind, you see it as white, but most people are able to tell that white wine is actually green in actual hue. Uh Like myself, I can tell that what you're drinking in your cup right now is green. It's yellow. Let's just agree that it's green. I don't. (laughs) Okay. It's yellow. I, I believe you. What 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 was that one? Was it good? The yes. raspberry mushroom. It was very good. Yeah. We bought one. We did buy that one. 
And then we had a Gewürztraminer, which mm-hmm. is really fun to say. Yeah. Um, and really fun to drink. Mm-hmm. And then we went into other wines. So we <laughs> went straight from the Alsace, whatever kind of grapes, right into their Pinots and other whites, is how they mm-hmm. labeled it. And we had a cutthroat trout. No, we didn't have that one. Oh, we didn't? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Disaster. We had this one. We had the Jazz Odyssey, which is just like a bunch of white wine, white grapes. Yep. And that was delicious. And... We bought one. We did buy one. It was really affordable for a boutique winery. Uh, Teutonic is known for... Very approachable wine and very approachable prices. Mm-hmm. 10 out of 10. And after that, we went and got the... We we tried the Borgo Pass, which I think is, like, towards the Oregon coast. Yeah. And that one was really good. Mm-hmm. And we bought... The next couple ones we bought, because <laughs> they're so good, we bought one of the white... Pinot Noir, which was a pressed off white, what, you describe it. It's Pinot Noir, but they don't leave the skins, isn't that what they did? Yeah. They go through it, and it's like pink, but. They don't let it sit on the skins at all. Yeah. It was delicious. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, we almost bought the, they had a white Tanat, which is the same kind of idea. But it's done with their Tanat grapes. And that one was like super sour and jammy. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty good. Really, really good. But it felt a little bit redundant. So we did not purchase that one either. 10 out of 10. Great wine though. Um, we got an opportunity to drink their 2015 Pinot Noir from the grapes that are grown in Willamette Va- or in just outside of Portland. And... Oh my goodness. That Pinot? 10 out of 10. We've had it before. We we have, but revisiting it, that one was phenomenal today. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I don't think I could complain at all about that. Mm-hmm. What was our favorite of the tasting? Saved it for last. Viognier. Viognier. And we learned at this point in our tasting that they partnered with Beckham to have a amphora and they they have two amphora which are big old clay pots that they mm-hmm. ferment and age wine in and um they they bought the first like some of the first amphoras from the Beckham estate that makes them. They're the only ones that make them in at least Oregon. And they used it to make the Viognier and it is awesome. Yeah, it's really good. And it's what's his name? Andrew. Andrew and Barnaby. Barnaby. They apparently learned how to make wine at the same time, kind of yep. together. And they're like two of our favorite wineries in the area which just it just happens to be that way i feel like it's it's a kind of a small community yeah the more and more we learn about oregon wine know the people Mm -hmm. 
It's like, oh, yeah, we did this with that person. Or, mm-hmm. oh, aren't they doing this or what? Like, it's a huge business. Like, it can be, it, it's big business out mm-hmm. here. It's a big part of the local economy. And it can feel intimidating, but as soon as you jump feet first, you start to learn how more and more, it's not that big. It's a small world, actually. Yeah. And it's really fun, because you you sit down, you talk to these people, and you learn about what makes them tick, and you learn about why they do what they do, and where they learned how to do different things, and you get to kind of piece together why things taste the way that they do and how different vineyards, different wineries, philosophies about what they're making, you can tie little strings between one vineyard and the other, one winery and the other, and say, well, this one tastes like this. Why? Well, here's your reason. And it's not that, it's not that hard to figure out. Like, why does this Pinot Noir take like taste like that Pinot Noir? Oh, it's because this uh, winemaker and this winemaker think the same way, or this vineyard and that vineyard have the same wine mate, winemaker, and they make the wine the same way, even though it's the the vineyards are in totally separate areas. Yeah, it's super fun. I understand that uh, we went to a second winery though. Mm-hmm. We went to Shehalem. Yep. And... R-O-G. It's R-O-G. We went to their tasting room, and they were doing a thing on Coral Creek. Yeah. And they had a bunch of deals, which is why we have the 2013 (laughs) Chardonnay in our glass. Oh, my God. We just tried to clink, and it just totally failed. Come on. Come on. Get it together. There There we go. go. Oh my All right. goodness. So a little, a little bit about this wine. It says it is, the profile is a cool climate Chardonnay, but warmer vintage. Hmm. White flower, ginger, brioche, custard, and spice. Ian would have been proud. I don't know who Ian is. I don't know. We should ask sometime. Speaking of a small world, I bet someone knows. <laughs> this is 10 years old though. Yeah. This is a 10-year-old Chardonnay. We haven't even known each other for 10 years. No. So this is older than our relationship. Wow. This existed before I knew you did. (laughs) Boom. And the best thing about it is it still tastes sweeter than you are. (laughs) So mean to me. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Hey, at least you're having wine. Mm. And it's actually really good. Like, I mean, we normally don't drink Chardonnay. And we've happened to stumble into a weekend where we're having Chardonnay twice in a week. Mm-hmm. That never happens. Well, they're both old ones. So if you're just now starting to listen You'd think that we love Chardonnay, but it is not the case. We do not. We do not love Chardonnay. It's fine. Actually, this one's really good, but I wouldn't go out of my way normally for it. No, not at all. Um, It's also, like, super dark compared to most Chardonnays that I would think of. Yeah. 
Like, it's the color of someone's pee. I was going to say that. <laughs> that needs to drink some water. Yep, dehydration. Oh my gosh, it's a real thing. Drink some water, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, this is like, if you were drinking wine that was someone's pee after they went to three wineries and forgot to drink the water at the wineries. Yep. Yeah. Kind of tastes like it, too. <laughs> no. No. But no. yeah, actually, I get, I get a little bit of asparagus note. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ian, my goodness. Come on, dude. <laughs> I understand there's also a game for me to play. Oh. I was told to find... To bring something to this podcast. So I googled wine quiz. Ooh. And I found one. <laughs> I don't know why that's the sound that came out of my head. Ooh. <laughs> spooky. This is not October. We're not trying to do a spooky podcast. Um, so I looked up wine quizzes and I found one from Wine Spectator. Perfect. Yeah. Let's go. All right. If you place a bottle of wine in the freezer to chill it quickly, what could happen if you leave it too long? It'll get way too cold. Uh, it could freeze. So, here are your choices. You get four choices. Oh, I didn't know this was multiple choice. Yeah. Maybe that would have been a good hint. It's multiple choice. I wanted to see if your answer, like, hit one on the head, but oh. you said two of them. So, the wine could freeze, pushing out its cork. Okay. The wine could pick up more tannin from being exposed to the cold. Okay. The wine could start to taste like cardboard. Okay. Trick, trick question. None of these are real risks could when chilling the wine freeze and push out the cork. Final answer? Yep. Correct. Oh my god, it's almost like I've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Before, I, before either of us liked wine, please don't put your f- wine in the freezer. For many reasons. Even if it doesn't freeze, it's... We put our wine in the freezer. Yeah, but for a short period of time. If you put it in there for too long, even if it doesn't freeze, it's too cold. You're not going to actually enjoy it. Mm, I like my wine cold. Yeah, sometimes you like your wine as cold as the... My heart. Yeah. Question number two. When arriving at a formal tasting of Sauvignon Blanc, what might lead to a less than pleasant welcome from the other tasters? (laughs) I can can think of a lot of ways to (laughs) piss off other people. Okay, do you want to guess before I give you your choices? Uh, no, let's go with uh, okay. whatever their answer is, because I'm just going to embarrass myself otherwise. You're putting your nose right into the glass to smell the wine. Uh-huh. You're spitting wine into a spit bucket. Uh-huh. You're wearing a lot of strong perfume. Uh-huh. You're swirling your wine before you taste. Uh-huh. None of those sound correct. Can I go off on a, uh, my yeah, own answer? No, you have to pick one. You didn't want to choose your own answer, so now you have to pick one. Oh no! You're wearing too much perfume, because you're gonna because uh, it said a specific wine, right? Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc. It's a very aromatic wine. If you're wearing perfume, you're gonna throw everyone off. Correct. Oh my goodness! I got it right. I know my stuff. I'm mic drop. I'm done. You've got eight more questions. Does it give you any like answers to why? Yeah, but I already clicked past it. Mm. Sorry. All right. Scene. 
You open a bottle of rare red burgundy you've been storing for a special occasion, but it smells extremely musty, like wet cardboard or a stale water fountain. Oh, no. What most likely happened? It's corked. The wine was exposed either in the winery or via the cork to the chemical compound TCA. Yep. This is a stupid quiz. Yeah, it's kind of obvious. The wine was a counterfeit. You opened the bottle in the same room as a plate of eggs and asparagus. <laughs> or you didn't properly decant the Hold wine. On. Well, who's eating asparagus and eggs at the same time? The Can German? you describe to me? The Germans. What? What? During spoggle season. Oh, like white asparagus. Yeah, but eggs at the same time as that? Yeah, sure, why not? I mean, you can do whatever you want, but I don't know. Okay, whatever. Anyways, let's keep moving along with this wine spectator quiz. While water is vital to growing grapes for wine, why might a grape grower worry about too much rain in their vineyard? Hmm... <laughs> tell me tell me tell, let's the, let's go down that rabbit hole the water could inflate the grapes to the point of bursting okay the, that doesn't sound true the water could dilute flavors in the resulting wine mm. the water could encourage vine canopies to grow too thick creating too much shade for the grapes okay. or these are all correct i think that I, they all seem reasonable i'm gonna go with all of them yes nice have I missed? No. I've, I've been correct every single time. Scene. Following the corked burgundy fiasco, mm. you decide to sell her a bottle of Brunello di Montalcino for, Montalcino. F- for future enjoyment. Yeah. Which of these should you absolutely not do? Okay. Store the bottle in a slightly humid place. Make sure the bottle isn't exposed to rapid temperature swings. Oh my god, this is such, this is the easiest quiz on the planet. Place the bottle on a shelf away from any light sources. Or keep All the, of them. keep the bottle standing upright to make sure the cork stays dry. You put it on a freaking cellar thing that tilts it sideways. So which one should you not do? Which one should you not do? Yeah. Hold on. Keep it humid? Humid? Yeah. Uh, no to rapid make sure the bottle isn't exposed to rapid temperature swings okay place the bottle on a shelf away from light or stand it upright to make sure the cork stays dry i mean you're not supposed to stand it upright is that your answer correct yes but i don't know about like you don't want to you don't want to keep you don't want to be like hot breath on your bottles like, you don't want to be in a rainforest store in your that's bottles. That's what it's, it's slightly humid. Slightly humid. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> so, like, 70%. To keep a bottle of sparkling wine from exploding, in quotation marks, okay. and spraying all over when removing the cork, it's always best to do the following. Okay. Pull the cork out as quickly as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we know friends that would do that. Dampen the neck and bottle and body of the bottle. Okay. Chill the bottle to 40 to 50 degrees Fahrenheit first. Okay. Shake the bottle. <laughs> I'm going to go with shake the bottle. No. Chill the bottle. Yes. Yeah. We've learned that from below deck Mediterranean. Yeah. Because if you don't chill the bottle 
and you try opening it or savoring it, it could explode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Scene. After celery. Picture this. Yeah. Essentially. <laughs> After cellaring for several years, your Brunella de Montalcino has reached its peak drinking window. Hooray! You decide to bring it as a gift to a friend's formal dinner party, but sadly, your friend doesn't end up serving the wine. Oh. Does Get better friends. Does etiquette dictate that you should take the bottle back? Yes. Oh, yeah. And, and get a better friend. What a fucking dick. <laughs> No, that's rude. So your answer is yes, you should take it back? Absolutely. Okay, here's here's where I come from. No, etiquette. We've had friends come over. Yeah. And they brought over wine. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you can open it. You don't have to. We, we usually do because it's like, you it's thought me. to bring this bottle over. Right. And you wanted to you know, specifically have it with dinner that evening. You wanted to have it just hanging out. Unless you tell me specifically this is a gift, we're opening it or you're taking it back with you. Or you're taking something else of my cellar back with you. Whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And that's just how I work as a person that hosts. I would expect if I were to do the same at another person's house, I'm taking the bottle back with me if they decide it's not, they're not good, it's not good enough for them. Yeah, that's my answer. So you're taking it back. I know that that's probably not the answer that they're going to say, but I'm taking it back. Okay. No, you're supposed to leave it. You brought it as a gift. Oh, I didn't though. It's not a gift. You decide to bring it as a gift to a friend's formal dinner party. Mm. Okay. But it was... Comprehension skills. Uh, All right. Yeah, that screwed me in, in school, too. All of these are fungal diseases that commonly infect vineyards and ruin wine grape harvests, except black rot, powdery mildew, hmm. gray rot, or... Perkinsis Marinus. Oh my god. Um, I'm gonna go with gray rot. No! No, it was the Perkinsis oh Marinus. Oh my gosh. They threw that one in there. I should have known. Perkins is terrible. <laughs> yeah, if you're ever visiting from Norway, please don't eat at Perkins. It is not the best that America can what provide. What is that? Perkins? Yeah. What? It's like... It's a Midwest thing. Oh, no. Must be. Okay, yeah. It's like Sherry's. Mm. But if you're not sure what Sherry's is, it's like Denny's or IHOP, but the, like, regional. But local, yeah. <laughs> Why are there so many? It's like mattress stores. Why are there so many? Yeah. Who goes out to eat breakfast all the time? Old people. I, I but. mean... We went to Sherry's in college at, like, midnight, 2 a.m. Twice? Because it's open all the time. No, what? like... All the time? All the time. Oh, no. Why? Cause, Are you hurt? Because we were... Who hurt you? We were boring. Oh, no. I went to... And no one wanted to buy, get some illegal alcohol. <sighs> in college, I went to Perkins once. Hmm. Actually, we went to Village Inn. Hmm. That's another one. Oh, my 
See, there's another one. We have village in the. I know. That's a whole. That's a. That's a nationwide thing. thing. Yeah, and then and then Cracker Barrel has one too, and Black Cracker Barrel. Barrel. Cracker Barrel's gone. Wait, what? Cracker Barrel's done. Cracker Barrel, the whole thing is gone. The one nearest us, and the one by my school is gone. Oh no! What a shame! They're the world like, is lost. Yeah, they're like done. Hmm. But then there's Black Bear Diner. Yeah, but that's pretty good. And Elmer's. Elmer's is quality. Yeah. I'm not saying that they're not good. I'm saying that there's a lot of them. Yeah. Well, Cracker Barrel was... No, not good. No. All right, next. If a wine is showing sweet, sour, vinegary aromas and flavors, it might contain too much of this chemical compound also found in, you guessed it, vinegar. <laughs> Okay. Oh, God. Good luck reading those. Resveratrol. Uh-huh. Acetic acid, lactic acid, uh-huh. capsaicin. I'm going to go with acetic acid. Final answer? Yeah. Correct. Wow. <laughs> if it's showing as what? Sweet, sour, vinegary aromas and flavors. So if it smells or tastes like vinegar, it has... The same compounds as vinegar. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, what? <sighs> wow. Mind blown. That's amazing. Who would have thought? Okay, you've got one more question. Woo! Oh, this is actually a good one for you. Oh, okay. As wine lovers know, spills happen. I've never spilled a thing in my life. Liar. Your first step when cleaning spilled red wine from a carpet should generally be to add more red wine. Yep. As you're... Yeah! <laughs> My dude! Heck yeah! That's exactly the right answer. I'm going with that one. Um, what are the other answers? What are the wrong answers, by the way? Okay, well, here are your four wrong answers. Okay. Blot up as much of it as possible with a dry napkin or paper towel. Uh-huh. Brush the stain with salt. Uh-huh. Dilute the red stain with a white wine. <laughs> okay my um wait for the wine to dry and then wash it out with water um i think that chad's want you to think that it's the salt one chad mcchaddington the third yeah hmm. God. i i would love to see him oh, i saw him the other day i want to see more of him with a glass of wine in his hand and i can't imagine a bag of salt Because you know he's cleaning up red wine stains. (laughs) What what do they want you to think? What are these bunch of uh, tryhards want you to think is the way to fix a red wine stain? Okay, what do you think? It's your quiz. No, I already told you what my answer is. Okay, well, what do you think Wine Spectator wants you to think? Um, I think they want you to blot it up. With a dry paper towel? Uh Uh-huh. That's your answer? Uh, no. Well, dilute it with water sort of thing? Mm, no. You dilute it with white wine, or you wait for it to dry and then wash it out with water. I didn't hear the answer with bleach. Bleach isn't a choice. Don't <laughs> use bleach. <laughs> Always use bleach. <laughs> it's the answer to life's problems. No. <laughs> that should be on the bottle for Clorox. Oh my god. <laughs> the answer for What's your answer? I'm going to go with answer C. Dilute it with white wine? Yeah. (laughs) Yep. 
Okay. I always answer C if I don't know. Wrong. Oh, man. Wait, what? Oh, shock. Shock and all. What does she say? What is it? It says blot up as much of it as possible with a dry paper towel. Oh, no. That's not going to get anything out of your carpet. Don't do that? Is that what you're saying? Oh, my God. Is my answer bleach better? Get some carpet cleaner. Oh, that wasn't an answer. Blot it and then carpet cleaner. Yeah. Oh, this one's just embracing the red wine Garbage. That's because it's wine spectator, though. 70%. They're up passing. (laughs) I I passed. Barely. Yeah, but I passed. Give me that uh, PhD, baby. They've got more. They have more? Can we do another? We have time. Who's game for another quiz? And play along at home, because I bet you probably didn't do as good as me. So uh, what am I tasting or know your grapes? Uh sure. Pick one. Blindly. Go. Three, two, one, go. Which one are we doing? One or two. Two. I flip flopped them. Okay. I can't remember exactly which one it was. Uh, This one is, what am I tasting? What am I tasting? So I'm going to give you a tasting note, and you're going to tell me the grape. I love these. I love these. I do these with, um, there's a person I follow online. Um, He's the master of wine guy on YouTube. Uh, Is that his handle? Give him a shout out. Yeah, it's, uh, I can't pronounce his name. What's his handle? Um. Oh my god, you don't care about him at all. I guess not. I'll tag him in our next Instagram. Great. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate this. But he does, like, on Maybe Sunday. Maybe he's one of our 30 followers. Could be. Could be. We never know. Could be from Norway, and I just thought he was oh from Germany. Oh my god, what if he is? I could be shocked. But... Is he the, the Constantine guy? Yeah! Yeah. Uh, don't ask me for the rest of it. I can I can find him. I watch his stuff, you, too. Oh, you do? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but on Sundays, he comes out with, like, videos, or not videos, um, he does community posts where it's like, hey, here's all of my professional tasting notes on a wine that's in my glass. Try and guess what it is. And I always play the game, and sometimes I'll throw it into AI and see if AI can guess it, and I'll, like... It's fun. All it's, right. it's a good time. Here's your thing. There's going to be four of them. Okay. Okay. Tasty note. Racy and bright with chewy green plum and thyme shot through with lemon-edged acidity and a laser beam of saline. Bristling with steely acidity and minerals, this is a linear-focused wine that's still tightly coiled and compact. I have five choices for you. Okay. Chardonnay. Okay. Chenin Blanc. Uh huh. Gewurztraminer. Uh huh. Grenache Blanc. Uh huh. Or Sauvignon Blanc. What? Oh no. Can you oh. read it again? Because you said green plum. Oh my gosh. Wait, this is super complicated. So you're going to have. To lim- I didn't see the whole quiz. You're going to select the variety, then the country or region, then the Appalachian, Appalachian, and then the age. Oh, my God. Okay. I need to see it. So, you've read it. I need to read it. So, this is 
I'm going to read it for the people again yeah. as you read it. So, racy and bright with chewy green plum and thyme shot through with lemon-edged acidity and a laser beam of saline. Bristling with steely acidity and minerals, this is a linear, focused wine that's still tightly coiled and compact. See, the, to me, the salinity and the lemon just and acidity... Immediately gets rid of those. Yeah. Chardonnay and Gewürztraminer is what I just pointed to. I have to somewhere agree, but Chenin Blanc, it could be. Sauvignon Blanc, I don't think it can be because of the plum. Chewy plum. But a green plum. Unripened plum. I feel like we have to go Grenache Blanc. Okay. Uh, It's just going to say... Okay, oh boy. Is, is it from California, France, Germany, Italy, or Spain? I'm going to go with Grenache Blanc. I'm going to go with France. Okay. Is it from Alsace, Mendicino, Mosul, Sancerre, Toro, or Umbria? Sancerre. You went with France, so and, you're left yeah, with... Sancerre <laughs> or Alsace. I'm going to yeah. have to go with Sancerre. Okay. Is it one to two years old, three to five years old, six to nine years old, or ten years Laser old? Laser beam of acidity? Come on, it's got to be one to two years old. Let's go submit. And I got three, three out of four. Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. Wow, Where, which what? one did you get wrong? I got the... The first one. <laughs> I said so, I couldn't, said it couldn't be Saw Blanc because it said plum. Plum? I've never got plum out of a Saw Blanc. <laughs> hey. That's pretty good. That's... You know what? They have a bunch of them. I mean, to be honest, once you get into, like, if you've picked a lo- location, a region, to, you can't go wrong unless you decide to say, I'm going to just shotgun the entire board and say, I'm going to pick a German region and a France region. You really and have no idea. You have and you're no just clue. trying to cover your bases. I went, I went on an avenue and I stuck with it. Committed. I did. That's pretty good. We'll do yeah. more of these. We can do one of these each episode. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. That's pretty good. So what's next? Are we going to return back to wine? Or are we going to... Next episode, should we do more beer? Um, should we do something else? Um, if anyone has ideas, please share it to us in Instagram. I think we should do boxed wine. Oh, no. Soon. Oh, no. I think if we do that, we should do a can you tell? Yeah. What is boxed versus what is not boxed? Yeah. The downside is is most boxed wine is going to be Cab Sauv or... <laughs> but I like Cab Sauv, so that's Or okay. Chardonnay. So I guess we could do Cab. If we, if we got a boxed wine, Cab, I think I know where I could get a boxed wine... Yeah. soon and we could compare the two on next week's episode i believe because then the week after that is rosé this is true this is very true so i guess next episode might be a comparison to box any other recommendations please send it to our instagrams and if you are at porch pounders podcast <laughs> On Instagram On the Instagram. And if you're a brewery, winery person that is in industry that wants to have us talk about something specific, please 
Also, reach out to us on Instagram. Get into our DMs, baby. Yeah. And tell us what you want. Yes. Uh, and we're going to be posting more stuff on there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You might you might yeah. see more cat pictures with wine. You might see us going and taste. You won't see our faces. Nope. We don't want to. We're anonymous. Uh, we're actually pretty hideous, so yeah, you don't want that. We're just really ugly. Yeah, so you don't want to see that. Super ugly. So, I'm sorry, but you're not going to get... Actually, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. <laughs> um, so... The best you'll get is our hand holding a glass really incorrectly. Except probably both her hands, because my hands are also really hairy. I've been mistaken for a werewolf at times. I used to be a hand model. I, I, had to, I had to wax my hands every other week. Yeah. It was really problematic, and it got to be too time-consuming. That's why I had to retire as a hand model. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, 